0: Welcome to Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. I'm your host, Jerick Huff, and I'm here to explore and share the complexities of our work and to let you know you are not alone. Before we start, though, please follow this podcast and share episodes with others. You can find me on my website, www.jerickhuff.com, where you can find links to my social media and where I share information and tips for educators. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey team, welcome to another episode of Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. We have spoken in the past about conflict management. We've gone through the protocols of what that looks like, taken the, you know, mature leadership approach, but what we have not spoken about Is what happens after that? What is the follow-up? And I think we can say, you know, let me check in with so-and-so and and make sure they're doing okay. And, you know, we do all of these things in a perfect world. But what we don't talk about is when people just don't like each other. When grown folks can give two shits about one another. Let's talk about that. There is nothing in trainings that talk about two people that just hate each other. Currently, I have two staff members that just do not like one another. I mean, it probably is way more than that, but I'm only aware of these two as of today. And oddly enough, they're actually very similar, which is probably why they don't get along. But don't tell them that because you would think I cussed out their mama the way if if I was to say that to them. So I just keep that to myself. Hope they don't listen to this episode. But I have done all of the above. You know, all the things that we have spoken about on prior episodes. We've talked through, you know, what the problem is. I've listened to the problems. I've heard the problems. Um, We've tried, you know, letting them talk to one another, stepping into one another's shoes, you know, clearing the air, going over, you know, communication, what that's like. We've, We've done it all. And at the end of the day, they just don't like each other. And that is fine with me, actually. I hope you thought I wasn't going to say something else. Because I am fine with they asses not liking each other. I'm good with it. I don't understand why people feel that they have to like each other at work. It's a bonus if you do. There are people that I work with, and it's a bonus. I'm like, cool. I like you. You cool. But I did not go out seeking And I think that's the difference. I don't come to work saying, oh, my gosh, I have to have great friends at work. Not happening. I'm like, you cool. Now, what I do care about at work is energy, making sure that your energy, you know, works with all of us within the building so that we can work harmoniously. Now, that I care about. But I don't have to be friends with you. See, I've never seen, you know. Can you be friends with someone on a job application? I, I've never seen that on a resume. So why is it that important to us that it's that is that type of environment where we have to be friends? We have to be family as quiet as it is kept. I don't like half my damn family as it is. So that automatically means I'm probably not going to like you. That's just how I look at it. But, you know, for me, I can work to get a job done. And we do not have to be friends. I don't even have to like you. Right now, I can probably tell you about 10 people that I just don't care for. I don't. I think their personality is trash. Um, I would ignore them if I could. I say the bare minimum to them. And if I ran into them in public, like in a supermarket, I would probably walk down another aisle just to avoid them. It is what it is. I just don't like them. And that is fine. There is nothing wrong with that. But I don't have to like you to work with you. And that's not what we're here for. We are here to get a job done. We have a task and obligations in front of us. Because to me, if you are good at your job, if you are here for the right reasons, you are here because you love children, you love families, you love education, I can rock with you. Period. That simple. I don't have to go through the whole, we need to be friends and we have to get along. And I mean, like I've said before on other episodes, there are probably people that have problems with me, but I don't really have problems with people because my mindset is to come to work and do the job. But back to these girls. I just wish people would stop trying to be friends. Don't come to work and make friends. How about that? That is my advice to everyone. Stop trying to come to work and make friends. I don't do it, and I've been pretty successful, and I'm telling you, I'm always polite. I'm always courteous. You know, I told them, you can always speak with people. You can always be, you know, polite, courteous, all those things, and keep it pushing. You don't have to be friends with them. So, if you know someone that needs to hear this episode, if you have drama at your workplace because you just don't like someone, send them this episode. Send anyone this episode for them to actually realize y'all don't have to be friends to get your job done. You do your job and you keep it pushing because I'm not allowing anyone to mess with my coins. Just saying. And we'll be right back. We all want our schools or programs to be the best. And although every school is different, all successful programs have the same fundamentals. Best Practices for High-Quality Preschool, after-school, and Enrichment Programs by Jarek Huff share standards to foster a high-quality program. These tips will help you put your best service forward, focusing on your children, families, and communities. Best practices for high quality preschool, after school, and enrichment programs by Jared Huff is available on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. Welcome back. Changing course, I want to talk about product art versus process art. Some of you all are probably like, what are you even talking about? But we all know what it is. I'm just giving you the terms. So there is a difference within the artwork that, you know, children do and us as when we were kids, what we did. So product art is what actually most of us know. And we, we understand that because we've gone through that process and product art is more about right and wrong. For example, let's say we're doing a lesson on a traffic light and we're, let's say these are four and five year olds. We've talked about the traffic light and it's now it's time to make a fun art project with a traffic light. So what the teacher does is cut out a rectangle, a black rectangle. Then they cut out a red circle. They cut out a yellow circle. They cut out a green circle. They give all the materials to the teacher, to the children, along with the glue that each child gets. And then the teacher holds up the black sheet of paper and says, let's make our traffic light. And then which one goes on the top class? And everyone says red and they say red. Teacher goes by, put a dot of glue on each black paper and then the kid puts the red dot. And the same thing happens with the yellow and the green. And then at the end, you have a beautiful stop sign. That is product art. That is horrible and the worst thing you can do because the same shit happened to us as children. Product art is not actually for children. It's more for adults. It is for adults to say, look what we did, and it looks right, and it's supposed to look this way, and it's neat, and I didn't have to clean up after you because I did all the dots for you, and this was way easier on me, and then we can go and hang it, and it looks like we had a successful class. That is what product art is. Now, process art is my favorite. Um, and process art is important to me for two reasons. So this is how process art should work. You go over traffic lights. If I said stop sign, I apologize. I meant to say traffic light. If I did, um, we go over the traffic light. We, I show the child a picture and then I would say, okay, remember these are four and five year olds. So they should have the dexterity to be able to hold, you know, scissors. And I'll say, okay, let's cut out your shapes. Let's cut out a black rectangle. They cut out the black rectangle. It's not going to be perfect. It may look like an oval. It is what it is. Let's cut out your other circles. Let's do that. They cut out the three circles of the different colors. And then you say, all right, make your traffic sign. Make your traffic light. And that is it. You allow them to create their own art. So the reason why I like this is because there's two things. One, as an educator, it is an assessment tool. This is a perfect time to see how your lesson went. So let's say a child puts the green light on top and then the red top and then the, I'm sorry, the green circle up top <laughs> and then the red circle in the middle and the yellow at the bottom. You can look at it and say, hmm, well, obviously my instruction was not the best because they didn't catch the lesson or they weren't paying attention. So we need to redo this because they did it incorrectly. Now you could get another response where it's happened to me before. And I've said, oh, you put the green on top. And they're like, yes, I know it's supposed to be red, but I like the green on top because it looks better. And I'm like, well, shit. Okay. then." Now, of course I didn't say that, but I'm thinking that because to them, they know how it's supposed to be. But it's allowing them to be creative. It's allowing them to say, I want to do it this way. I want to think outside the box. And there's nothing wrong with being creative. Everyone can't do the same thing. I always give the example when I use product, when I'm explaining product versus process art, always always use musicians. Let's say we're all taught to do the same. If we're all taught to do the same, then we would have never had Michael Jackson. If everyone was taught to sing the same way, every time Michael went hee hee, they would be like, nah, get back in line and sing like you're supposed to and stop dancing. That is what would have happened. But he's seen things differently the same way sometimes our children see things differently and said, you know what? I want to try this. I want to add this. I want to dance across the stage while I'm singing these songs and these high notes that no one else was doing. That is how you know, process artwork should be, it should be an open-ended situation for children. If they're not getting it right, okay, then let's go back and reteach. But if they are and they just want to be different, why not allow them to be different? So that is why I like process art. And usually they can explain it to you why, like we may not understand it, but if you ask them, they're like, this is this and this is that and that is that. And I go, oh, okay, gotcha. If it makes sense to you, hey, I'm cool with it. But with product art, we put so much focus on it's right or it's wrong. It's very black and white. And we had that trauma. So why give that trauma to our children? It doesn't quite make sense. But if you know someone that needs to hear this to understand product versus process art, send them this episode. I love sharing information with educators and program administrators. I have had so many successes, but also so many failures in my education tenure. I want leaders to know what not to do, but better than that, what to do. So I decided to write a helpful guide, best practices for center program and activity directors. It's short and to the point. It's a compass to guide education leaders. These best practices will give you a foundation to lead your school, program, or organization. You can find best practices for center, program, and activity directors by Jared Cuff on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. This is a brand new week. And I want you all to focus on getting your job and your task and responsibilities done and stop trying to be friends with somebody, not the purpose of coming to work. Get your job done and go home and hang out with the people that you like. It's really that simple. And also, as you're going throughout your day, you're working with your staff, you're working with children, always think about the difference between product art versus process art. It really means a lot. Are we telling our children this is right or this is wrong? Or are we allowing them to explore themselves? And with that, have a great week. That's it for today. If you like this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating, review, and subscribe to the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website, which is in the show notes, to contact me. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and speak to you all soon.